Welcome back to another episode of The Alliance with myself, Alicia Solomon, and Megan Hines, where every week we discuss the challenge. This week we are back to continue on discussing the USA Season 2 on Paramount and CBS, Episode 11. We had a lot of fisticuffs this week, and it got real nitty-gritty to the point where it was WrestleMania at one point in between heats. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, People got jumped, like initiated, like gang gang. So we're going to discuss all of the happenings this week. (laughs) Not not gang gang. People really did get jumped. Nah, they got jumped, like like jumped. And this is not just a, a pun. Like people really got jumped. But it was all in good faith, though. It wasn't like anything that was terrible. Yeah. So we start the episode with, obviously, Chris and Cassidy back. Chris said he had a hit list of Tyler and Fessy because him and Tyler had not been working together. Fessy because Fessy put his name up and he has had that vendetta against him. Cassidy, obviously, the long wolf with Buke. Tyler did say he was in his feelings about Alyssa being out, but he still has Fessy as an ally, being him the only big brother player who's not a vet still here in the game. And he's ready to continue the underdog narrative that he is conjuring up in his head, I guess. And that's that. So welcome back them too. And Tyler's just trudging along. <laughs> I mean, we could get into Chris later on the episode, but Chris, like he makes it hard to root for him because he's so lame and annoying. Like, when he tries to force himself to cry, like, we don't need them little fake Denzel tears. Like, please wrap it up. But I feel like I try to root for Chris, and then he does the over-talking, and it just gets too much to a point where it's like, I don't even care whether you go or stay. It is what it is with him at this point. But I think later on, I was, like, kind of rooting for Chris because it just got to a point where everyone was against him, as they have been since everything's unraveled in the past couple of weeks. That's that sentiment you have about Chris is how I feel about Cassidy because she's perpetually making herself a victim and she don't need to be. But we'll get to that later as well because she pissed me off <laughs> later on. <laughs> and then Corey stated that he wanted to run a final with strong women, i.e. Desi, Michaela, Chanel, and Tori, and he's trying to maintain his loyalty to the vets whilst working with some of the survivor girls and he's trying to go play the middle. I don't think it's. I don't think that at this point in the game you need to play the middle because looking at who's left and with only a few weeks left until the final, I think you're good. I don't think you're seeing elimination at all. Well, no, he's played a good game up to this point. I just think that, like later on in the episode where we see people were split down the middle in the two alliances in terms of the vet alliance and survivor. I think he's probably thinking long-term of who he's running a final with, whether it's a woman on that side, because the survivor women are the strongest women, and then you have Tori. So it's like, do you want to run a challenge with Tori, or do you want to run a final with these other women and try to get yourself you know, away from the bananas of the world, the fessies, who have an advantage of being in finals before and you know, getting to that point? Because the only other person 
who honestly really doesn't matter in this scenario is Josh. Like he'll be out of there probably before the final gets started. So, I mean, I can understand Corey, but Corey is just one of those people that he gets to a certain point and then it feels like he does not know how to play the game and all of his brain cells kind of just zoop up into one. I don't know how to explain it, but it just, it just seems like Corey just loses all sense of gameplay when it comes down to making good decisions. Yeah. I feel like, like you said, he gets to the point where like, okay, now it's like you have to really fight for yourself. He does that to a, a bit of a point, but then that turns off. And I'm like, you've, you've been to the finals before. You got it. You have to just stay calm and collect it and be smart. We've seen him do that before. He's gotten close, just hasn't got over to him. So now we go into a daily challenge, which is called Slippery Business, which is the name also of the episode, where in gendered rounds, the players will attempt to push all their opponents out of the ring while covered in oil. The last player standing in each round wins. And how the feds? Because we haven't seen like fully physical challenges thus far, aside from like when they were hopping back and forth from truck to truck and Michaela pulled Tori's hair. We got part two of that in this challenge, and that was hilarious. But we start off with the guys' round first, and immediately Chris gets jumped by everybody. Except for bananas. Like at a certain point, they they let Corey do all the brunt work and get at him while bananas and like Fessy were just standing on the outskirts. Yeah, I mean, Chris didn't stand a chance, to be honest. It's either between him and Tyler, and I feel like Chris is a stronger competitor. So whichever one they went for first is the person that they're like, listen, you're the bottom of this totem pole in this house you know, we don't need you getting any power. And so I think that was to his disadvantage, obviously. Like, he didn't really have a fighting chance when it's, like, five on one. So he literally got jumped. And then once he was out of there, Tyler got jumped next. And it was really Tyler versus Bananas, which it was funny to see how Tyler was so quick. And Tyler's nimble, like Chris said later on the episode. So he has that advantage on Bananas where he can kind of move and shape and bananas is trying to catch up with him. And all of a sudden Tyler and bananas get out and it's like, womp womp, you tried your best. Now all of a sudden you're out too. So I, I mean, I think seeing that and then how it just kept going and Fessy, honestly, the star, he didn't do anything. Like I, I'm here for it. Honestly, like stand on the side and let everybody do what they got to do until it's time to be one-on-one. Cause what am I getting in the mix for when it's four or five people going after one person? Like it's no need to get myself all worked up when y'all doing the work for me. And the only thing is that once they got to the end of that heat and it was Fessy versus Corey, Corey was already worked up because Corey been working since the beginning. So Corey had a momentum of how, slippery the floor was how his body can be able to be agile and move and Fessy was trying like Fessy was trying to like push him do whatever and I think one flip and Fessy was out and so I I was honestly surprised that Corey won that heat compared to like having everyone who else was in that heat doing what they were doing but I think Fessy underestimated Corey at that moment and thought like you know what I'm bigger I'm quote-unquote stronger 
I got this. And Corey was like, nah, I've been working a little bit here, buddy. So you got to catch up. And shout out to Corey for winning his first challenge. Corey looked so disheveled <laughs> once he was done with everybody. Didn't have to face Fessy. Like his braids came out. He was just. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he oh, your braids come out, bro. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like he, he pinned up Josh on the outskirt, then he was ready to go against Fessy. But when Fessy was like, oh, I play football, I could do this. It's made for me. I'm like, Corey played football too. Like, just because you're bigger than that man don't mean that it he can't D1. fight you. It, it wasn't D3 or D1, whatever Fessy played. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't make it to the almost NFL. What do you mean? I know, but still, I'm like, you didn't make it either. Both y'all didn't make it. So let's stop there. <laughs> Like, it don't matter if you play football. You got to put yourself down in that sand and fight individually and just wrestle. And that was it. Corey had the momentum. He went for it. Betsy just stood there and just got bowled over at the end. And like you said, Corey won. Good on him. Finally got a win at the individual this season. Let's just see if he's smart enough to make a move. And then in the women's heats, that was much more entertaining. Then the guys heat because they were all tussling with one another. It was funny. They all obviously targeted Tori first. Michaela got her lick in on Tori, and that was hilarious. She had a pinned up and just tossed her out. Uh, yeah, Michaela was not playing this whole challenge. Like, I root for Michaela ever since she was on the first challenge, and she kind of got prematurely out of the show. I feel like this season she's kind of redeemed herself and come back and just play her game as much as she can. And especially when it comes to individuals, Michaela is just like, I'm not playing around. And once they jumped Tori and she got out, it was kind of a situation where, listen, it was all bets off. And Michaela just went after everyone one by one. And I feel like once, uh, Desi hit Michelle, which was funny to me because Desi was uh, Michelle was uh, it was Cassidy, excuse me. Cassidy was just chilling at one point. And... No, wait, that was Chanel. Chanel's not Cassidy. Okay, sorry, white people look like um <laughs> one person. <laughs> they they snuck her. Well, I, Chanel snuck um Cassidy or Michelle. Who did Desi sneak? It was De- Desi hit one person. She hit Michelle. Okay, Cassidy right. snuck so up hit, on. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Chanel hit Desi, Cassidy and Desi yes. hit Michelle. Okay, I was go. right. So when Desi snuck up on Michelle, she was like, I just seen her chilling and I'm just going to get her. I was like, this is what I'm talking about because between Desi, Chanel, and Michaela, I, obviously I want to see either one of those three win. And once, like I said, once they got Tori out and once people just started, um, they started jumping Cassidy, jumping Michelle, it was over. But once you got to the end, um, because Desi got out after trying to get Cassidy out. Michaela versus Chanel. This was the showdown of all showdowns. And when they were flipping each other up, I don't know what kind of jujitsu these people was doing beforehand, some type of karate. I don't know what it was, but when I tell you they were locking each other in between their 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 heads and flipping over and doing, I'm like, yo, where did y'all learn these moves from? Because I would have never did it. Listen, at the, at some point, I would have just got to street fighting. Hands, feet, whatever, like y'all trying to get out. But they were so calculated in their moves and trying to get each other out. It was really entertaining to watch because 
the guys could never like they literally were just doing whatever bullshit they was doing before but between Michaela and Chanel they were so calculated so like structured and methodical in how they were like trying to get each other out it was really a good battle ultimately Chanel lost Michaela was not playing at the end and when she dragged her foot out of the ring and kind of just slammed her mouthpiece down I was like okay Michaela is really not the one to be played with like it was it was really enjoyable to watch I would say that yeah Michaela she really had I had a tiger going on like once it got to the end she was like "Ooh, I'm ready to go it was just funny though because like you said it was just funny to see how the women were just going at each other individually and also calculated while the guys like Debbie said they're just doing things like they're a hopper and I'm like that's a weird strategy on the guys end but the girls actually fought each other while the guys just oh I'm gonna just do just taking bids like oh who's next who next who's next but the girls are very entertaining and I love that for them I feel like they also carried this episode to be honest because the guys are just there doing nothing aside from Chris yeah, that, that's true. So, yeah, Corey and Michaela win. And Tori had hoped that Michaela did her solid after helping her out with the last two wins that she had and hoped that Michaela would circulate that. And then Sean and Debbie were talking about Michaela's moves and like what her decision making would be. And Chanel called Michaela's decision to target Tori for this week crazy. And they were really questioning why she would do that at this point. But I'm like, I get why she would do that. We have our own thing going. If it's me, if I'm Michaela and it's me, Desi and Chanel, I'm riding with y'all. Y'all got to be ready to go in no matter what. If Dorian and Tori pits y'all on, puts y'all on the fire, y'all got to be ready to go in and fight for your life. I get that. And I get that Michaela's trying to run a final. But to be honest, if the first two times, and I get it, it's Tori. But the first two times Tori had an individual win and she saved you, and the next two times you had an individual win and you go after Tori, I get making a big move at some point, but putting your alliance at risk doesn't really help you long term because if they're not there to help you and we still have a couple weeks to go before the final, what are you going to do? Like If you're not winning every single individual challenge and you lose part of your alliance, like once that gets weakened, you're an easy target the next week. You're an easy target the following week. So I get the mindset of trying to make a big move at this point of the game, but I feel like Michaela wasn't even trying to hear the fact that Desi and Chanel were going to be up at hand to be in. Like, I feel like get somebody like Michelle out. I don't know why Michelle wasn't on the table at all. Like everyone was saying, Tori, Tori, Tori. And I get that. Again, Tori's a strong player, has been to the final, has finally won a championship but at the end of the day there's other people that she could have gotten out and it could have been easily Tori versus Michelle rather than Tori versus Desi or Chanel yeah I get that it's just I wanted to see a big move and she's been wanting to make a big move for a while like this was her chance to do it like yeah she did Michaela did her thought on one week too but when we that she won she didn't she didn't say her name this week as it's getting close we still have we do still have people still in the game like Michelle and Cassie but I'd rather take a layup than Tori because at this point in the game, Michelle and Cassidy are layups. And if as long as I have two people with me, I'm good. That's good if they don't win and Tori comes back in the house. Now what? You don't know. Like, it's all a 50-50 chance. Like, if Desi and Chanel go into an elimination and 
they don't win against Tori. Now Tori's coming back, and you know Tori's going to be on your ass because Tori has more numbers in the house than Michaela does. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to think about it. They're not at the final yet, you know? They're like still maybe like three weeks to go. True. It's just, it's a double-edged sword when it comes to throwing in somebody. Because you, like you said, you don't know. But I just wish, if they, I just think, I don't know if they, they're not, I don't want to say they were scared of the possibility of going in and losing. I just wanted them to be more mentally prepared to go in if that were to happen. Because I don't think they are even like, mentally prepared to go into elimination at all i they just want to get to the final which i get but at some point somebody's going to go down there anyways no matter if it is going to be like michelle or cassidy or even one of y'all y'all got the grit and y'all are strong one of y'all getting story tori could leave out of because of one of y'all great it is 50 50 like you said but i would place my bets on them more than tori that's just my thing and that's that's completely fine, but I wouldn't. I was Desi and Chanel. I wouldn't risk it. Like especially like somebody like Desi who went through what she went through last season and getting to the final and having someone quit on her and didn't really get a chance to run a final. Like I'm just doing whatever I can to make it to the final at this point because it's individual. So once you get there, it's game on. Yeah. So either way, we go to the nominations. Michaela tells Corey that she does want to take the risk, and Corey is very hesitant. And he would rather Cassie go in. And at one point, the, the conversation couldn't get anywhere. Michaela's getting irritated. Corey's like, are you getting irritated? And she's like, yeah, I am. Because Corey didn't want to do nothing that was of substance to her to help both of their games moving forward. And Michaela's like, hey, I'll just say, I'll just say, Tyler, you can just pick whatever girl you want to pick. I mean, which is a good compromise because they weren't, she wasn't going to get what she wanted ultimately, and it was going to go nowhere. So rather than that, just compromise. You pick a girl, I pick a guy, let's end it and be done with it. Yeah. And so the vote is for Tyler and Cassie. Tyler and Cassie are not surprised. And Chris was hoping that it was going to be a girl's day so that he can deal with things later on. Corey told Tori, Michelle, and Fessy that Michaela wanted Tori, and he said it was a hard no. Tori said she was hurt because of the agreement that she made with Michaela and the girls that she would help them out. And she's hurt that Michaela would say her name like at this point. But at the end of the day, like it is what it is. That's what she was workshopping. She wanted you. You can't be hurt about it. Like, don't take it personal. I mean, she should take it personal. Somebody saying your name. <laughs> like, let's be <laughs> realistic. Like, come on now. Um, but what I think is. Corey should have never said anything to Tori because honestly, if he's trying to run a final with, like he said, the stronger girls in Michaela and Desi and Tori or Chanel, like you don't know how it's going to roll out at the end of the day. So I feel like he should have just kept that information to himself rather than share that because now going forward, if Michaela does not win, she's going to be target number one because it was known that she was workshopping Tori's name. And like I said, Tori has the majority of the numbers in the house in terms of the guys and some of the girls even over Michaela. So I feel like she can easily turn Desi and Chanel and be like, hey, she said my name prior. Like, even though she didn't put me in, it was put out there. And so I feel like Michaela would be an easier target now that Corey opened his mouth and said that. Yeah. Well, after that, Tori did say she wanted Michaela for the heat for next week. So she was like, let's just make the guys day instead. And make Michaela sweat next week and 
possibly challenge the idea of her going in next week against somebody else. I don't know. But the move for the vets, for the most part, is making it a guy's day. To which Josh, Bananas, Fethi, and Corey, and Tori were like, hey, let's just make it a guy's day. Put Chris in against Tyler and let it be that. Same thing every week. If it's not Tyler, it's Chris. If it's not Chris, it's Tyler. Like, it's the same thing every week. Like, whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> Kathy tried to run up on Michaela and, well, no, they're not, they wouldn't run up, but they had a conversation, her and Michaela, about trying to make it, not make it a girl's day, because Michaela's pushing for a girl's day. And Kathy was not trying to hear what Michaela was saying. She was like, in reality, Corey was saving Tori. So Michaela's plan wasn't going to work in the first place. And Corey just happened to pick Kathy because that's the one person he didn't have relationships with in the house. So Kathy's getting mad at Michaela. At one point, she said, you're just too logical. You're not playing with emotions. And I'm like, being emotional in this game is a is very iffy. And that's what Kathy's doing all the time is playing with emotion. Whereas Michaela's been trying to think logical. If it's not coming off as great for you, then fine. But don't sit here in her face and be like, you did this and she's not saying she's not owning up to it. It don't matter. I mean, from day one, when Cassidy started whining with the whole West situation, I was already off of her. And especially in this little spat that she had with Michaela in the kitchen, I was like, girl, why are you even, what are you even talking about? Like, you, she just, I don't even want to call her the K word, but like, that's what she was acting like, honestly. It was no reason to get upset at Michaela's logic, as she said, or her conversation style. Like, girl, nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear it. You're going in. Pack it up. Like, I'm sorry. She gets on my nerves so bad because every single week she wants to just hold on to her quote unquote villain token card. Like, she's like, oh, my God, everyone's against me. And it's like, we don't even care that you're here, to be honest. Like, you're just here. So what is it with you? Like, I, I just really can't with, with Cassidy and her, her thinking, honestly. Like, her logic seems like it needs to be, it's off a little bit. She she just makes no sense. Yeah, because she keeps saying, oh, like, they want me out because they think I'm weak. No, they just don't want you part of what they got going on. And it's not always about you. Like, she wanted Tori, and she didn't get her pick. So, the person who picked her, picked you, was one of Tori's friends. And by practice, you just having me get lit. Like, like, you get out. That's it. Like, you're playing a victim for what? She's, and I, and it's, it's funny because people are like saying that Cassidy is kind of like the second coming of Carmaria with her being targeted. And I'm just like, are we saying the same thing? Like, she's just delusional. Cara wasn't delusional. Yeah, Cara had, when I say people, Cara had people jumping her, like, legit jumping her. She had people on her ass. Cassidy is just there. Like, I'm sorry. It's no way she performed near the same stratosphere as what was happening. Like, Cara had years of buildup of being on that show. And people just was continuously jumping on Cara. This chicken hat right here, she's just there. Like, honestly, nobody even cares. Like, girl, we, we just want you to move along. That's just the bottom line. Save your tears. Save your crying. We don't care. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. <laughs> so after that, they had a fun night in of sorts, which it was very odd. It was very funny because at one point, Michelle ended up 
giving Cassie a pity kiss because <laughs> it was just the vibe. And I'm like, you don't need to give us an explanation on why you did it. it. We didn't need it. And then we get to the secret vote. But ahead of the secret vote, it, the house is mostly split, but we can always obviously see that like majority, like it's like majority of the vote, it's going to go towards Chris. And some people are like, oh, we want it to be a girl's day. Some of us wanted the guy's day. The vets were like, oh, everyone told people we're going to do a girl's vote. But in reality, they were planning to vote in Chris anyways. So, yeah. And then in the vote, Michelle was contemplating her vote. And I knew she was going to switch. I just knew it. Because that woman cannot play the middle for shit. And she will jump ship immediately. And that's what she did initially in the game. And now this is time to actually put a line in the sand. And she placed her vote where she felt safe. Michelle is always having that if she even gets that far, but she's always having that issue where who should she uh, stay with or who should she, you know, vote against. And it's always this kind of battle in, with Michelle in terms of who her vote should be going for. I wasn't surprised that she voted against Desi and Chanel and what they were going to do when she was brought into that plan. And I really wish they never did bring her in because I already knew what she was going to do. Like Michelle is just one of those people who's a wild card and you really can't depend on her to even go with half a plan, much less a whole plan. Like she's one of those people who just goes with the wind, wherever her psychotic mind goes is where it's going. So I was like, I wish they never would have brought her in because first of all, she's already played them prior to them even going, coming into this alliance together. And so that's why I never wanted them to be, having Michelle on their side or whatever, because I already knew Michelle was just going to turn on them. So that's why I, from the beginning, when they had that garden alliance, I was like, kick Michelle out of this shit because she does not need to be there. She's going to turn. And look what happened. She turned on them. Yep. So in the arena, we've got our winner's picks coming out and Tyler and Cassidy, the Hopper votes went as follows. Tori got three votes. And that's when we knew Michelle did not vote with the group. Her vote went towards Chris instead. Or I thought she would have probably voted for Chanel. I, that's what I thought her vote would have been because that would have been that would have been more petty. But I think Cassie voted for Chanel. No, Cassie didn't vote for Chanel. Cassie voted for Chris. But I think that Michelle's vote was for Chanel. Just throw it off. With Chanel got that one vote and Chris got six votes. And this is when I just knew Michaela's plan did not work. And the vets are having a laugh. I mean, once they have the numbers, that's it. I mean, what else is there to do? Yeah. And so the Hopper ended up choosing Chris's name. So we're getting Chris versus Tyler in a game called Barrel Tag. And where they'll begin on Barrel's opposite ends of the arena, where one person will be it and will move two barrels to navigate around the arena without touching the ground and tag their opponent, while the other one uses the same method to try and avoid them. Once the player gets tagged, they will switch roles, and the person who tags their opponent the fastest will win and stay in the game. And in round one, we had Chris being the runner and Tyler being it. And they both had a good momentum to start off with getting away and going towards one another. but at one point, they grew very close to another, and Chris, trying to play defense, <clears throat> was throwing barrels at Tyler to try and not get Tyler to get him. Yeah, Chris was <laughs> Chris was funny. Like I said, I root for Chris, 
when it comes to stuff like this, just because I know what he's up against. And it would be so much better for him to go back in the house rather than Tyler, just just off of drama's sake, because it's been boring for the most part. But when Chris threw the barrels, I was like, oh, like, <laughs> he's, not, he's not trying to play. Like, he's, he's on some next stuff. But like I said earlier, Tyler is just quick. Tyler was moving. And once Tyler got Chris, I'm like, all right, let's see how Chris counterattacks this because Tyler was kind of quick with it. And when we got to the next part of it where Chris was, excuse me, when Chris was it and, or Chris had to tag Tyler, (laughs) the way Chris was like moving the barrels, he sounded like a tennis player trying to serve a ball. Like he was just like, oh, oh. I was like, wait, pause the sound though. But he's just like, oh. And he's just trying to move the barrels and it was just like everything was like taking out of his body and he was like having the hardest time trying to move some barrels and I was just like where was this before because you literally just moved the barrels maybe 10 minutes prior and I heard none of this and now all of a sudden it's such the biggest battle in his life and he has to like enunciate these sounds I was just like my boy means business but come on <laughs> it was just funny to hear and when they got to a point where Tyler, uh, Chris was easing up on Tyler and Tyler was panicking, it was funny to see Tyler panic on a on a barrel because, like, where can you go? You are honestly making the moves yourself. So he's, like, crawling around on the barrel. And Chris made his way, jumped over one barrel, hit the other, and tagged that man and folks to the floor. I was like, oh, nah. They have a long time coming when it comes to Chris because Chris is not playing. As lame as he is, and he's still lame, because he had them little thick ass tears, like wrap it up. But as lame as he is, Chris don't be playing. And this is his second elimination <laughs> coming back. And it's just like, bro, no, this fourth. Well, in a row at this point because from last week or was that with um was that was last week? Yeah, okay, that was last week. okay, yeah. From last week till now, it's just like he keeps going in. Yes, like this is his fourth elimination, but. My boy is just, he's holding on strong. Chris is like a cat. He has nine lives, okay? Mm-hmm. And he's going to hold on to them nine lives for as long as he can. Yeah. I'm like, I, I even though I think Chris is weird, I'll give him his props. And I low-key do it for him. I, I want him to really, like, go back in the house and go at them guys because they keep throwing them in. And I'm like, y'all can't just be sitting pretty. I need an anti-vet person. Who would have thought? been Chris because he's been showing up and showing improvement every time they put him in and I love it even though he's been weird this whole time I'll take that if you want to be anti-vet because at this point nobody else is going to do it because at this point it's really just all the vets and we already know how that structure is with them he can easily bop the floor of Josh so if he goes in again Josh is out and they got to deal with Chris in the if he goes to the final. Which I would love to see. I would love to see Chris get Josh out because Josh is in, has been saying this whole time Chris is his biggest target, his biggest hurdle coming up, or, you know, like trying to get him out. But Chris versus Josh will be A1 because you already know. I feel like if it's Chris versus Josh, I'm going with Chris all day. Yeah, that's it. So I'm like, Josh can only get himself to a certain point. He cannot win out. That's the thing. Like, you can have your social and strategic strategy. I don't know why I just said it twice. But that only gets you to a point when it's a person like Josh. Because you know he's not beating Chris. 
He's not beating Corey. He's not beating the old man, Banana. And he's definitely not being Fessy. So I'm like, your time is up. And I just hope it's soon because him in the final, that'll be Fessy 2.0. Really? <laughs> are, are we sure? <laughs> the Fessy's track record in the final, yeah. If but he makes the new Fessy. I know, but a Fessy of old. Now, I don't know what he'll do this season, but I'm just saying. I'm 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 giving him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's gonna come back to bite me in the ass, but I feel like the way that Fessy's been rolling this season, like he's been on neutral ground for the most part. He hasn't bothered nobody. That's why. <laughs> so he hasn't been. Well, he outlanded. didn't see it. That is true, and I wish they should have showed us that. And if he had a and he had a brain, he would have targeted that man early, but he didn't because he's trying to keep him close. But that. But that defeats the purpose. I don't get also why when Corey's like, I want the strong girls and in, in, still in the game. When you have bananas still in the game, who the frick cares that that man has like is a vet? At this point, he should have been a target. I don't care that you're trying to target bananas. Uh, no, no, not target, but keep bananas in your back pocket. That means beat you in different things before. I don't know what you thought about keeping him until late in the game. Like, the guys are not smart. The guys never play smart. It's always the girls that be playing smarter than the guys. So the guys keep wanting to keep the old heads in the game, and they have better track records than them. But we know this already. I know, we, we know but this. I just hate it. Wa- <laughs> I just hate we it. I just not- we, we know this already. And I got like horrible thinking of like having the because like in the, in these finals of USA, they be switching out the partner for the final. I get that. However, I would much rather not have bananas in the final. So I'm like, I don't know what the heck Fessy and Corey doing. Because that man is, they're not on top of his list. Well, at this point, because they, and that's all we had left, I get it. But that man should have been out when before West, to be honest. I agree. I agree. So this best alliance is always stupid every single time when they try to go against other people. Because we know how that rings out. But yeah, but shout out to Chris for winning because he beat Tyler by like 32 seconds. <laughs> Chris's time was one minute and 20 seconds, whereas Tyler's time was a minute and 52 seconds. So Chris, we got it done. That grunting did something for him. It helped him with his momentum. <laughs> so shout out to Chris for winning this nation. Also, really quick, next week is about to be hilarious because we're getting Michelle versus Michaela in the argument. And I'm just like, Michelle, but a pipe down. That's all I want to say. Well, I, I don't know how that's going to go. Because Michaela is just Michaela at this point, And I'm here for it. I don't. And sometimes the logic may be a little screwed or a little skewed. But I'm still here for Michaela. Yeah. Same. So with that, we're going to get into some of the tweets from this week's episode. The first one is. It's crazy, but Chris has low-key had a better challenge career already than Fessy, Corey, and Josh. I mean, he has won a bunch of eliminations, I think four at this point, like you said. So his record is better than all of them already because none of them have probably over 500. I don't know the record, but Chris has been showing out. Like whenever he needs to, he just steps up and I don't know what he's conjuring up when he sits there and he like he literally just talks to himself and he's like, I'm coming back, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. Whatever mantra he's singing in his head to get himself gassed up, that shit works. 
Like he just, I don't know. He just sits there and it, it just wills himself to win, which I can respect because you don't expect it from someone like Chris. Yeah. And I get like, obviously Corey just won his first individual daily this season. Well, not, not he's won before, but this season he got his first one individually. Fessy has won multiples this season. That's all cool and great. But when we talk about just gameplay, I think it he's had his back one against his wall. Chris has done a little bit more in the short amount of time. And obviously he clears Josh, so that's that on that. In the next tweet, Cassidy is the perpetual victim and is irritating. Michaela put a target on her back trying to make the vote Tori and not her. And she's saying Michaela rubbing it in her face when she came up to Michaela to complain. Get over it. Because what was the point of that conversation? She probably just wanted to hear herself talk. I don't know. I don't know. Build a bridge and get over it, Cassidy. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. How are they more afraid of Chris than Bananas at this point? I rest my case. I mean, Bananas is a smooth 47 and Chris keeps winning. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Same. I just don't know. But Chris with the Bananas would be funny if that ever happened. I would like to see that. To slide it up. Like, <laughs> if only, if they were not jumping that man in that daily, he would have cleared. He would have knocked Josh out himself. But no, yeah. they, had to, they had to do five against one to get him out. If it was one-on-one, he would have cleared. Like Tori said, if it was one-on-one <laughs> with the girls, she would have cleared. It was really one-on-one with her and Michaela. They tried to jump, all of them tried to jump her, but it was really Michaela against her. And we saw what Michaela did. So, babes, you lost. Get over it. But if it was Chris against some of those guys that jumped in, he would have been in that, that last round. Might have. made it. He probably, probably made it round, that, that round three when Josh was in that last three. But I don't know. He would have been, he might have been a winner. Just might have. I don't know. But that's on that. The next tweet is... This episode perfectly showcasing how the women have carried this entire season while the guys just, like, hang out. Yeah. They're just there so they don't get fined. I don't know. They just be chilling for the most part. And if it's not Josh trying to fight women, they just chilling. (laughs) Basically. Because Chris is the only guy providing. Who would have (laughs) thought? He got his... Well, after all the drama he caused, I mean... I'm not surprised. Yeah, but it's just funny. It's just the challenge press don't give nothing. They just like, we're like, we're gonna come in, we're gonna try and steamroll this. You can't do that. So, yeah. But that's all the tweets from this week's episode. Well, thank you, Megan. And we'll be back next week to discuss, or not next week, but we'll be back to discuss more of. The Challenge USA 2 on CBS Paramount. Thank you guys for listening. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Dual Lines Pod. If you would like to follow us individually, you can follow Megan at Megs and Hines. You can follow myself, Alicia at Ace underscore S5. You can follow us on YouTube at Dual Lines Podcast. And we'll be back to discuss this whenever we be back. Stay safe. Have a good week. Bye. 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 Bye.